Alright, what is up and welcome back to the Build A Better Podcast, I'm your host Awesome Chan, and in this week's episode, we are going to be pretty much diving into my um, my Instagram post the other day, it was a tweet post, and it was just basically along the lines of like, promise me that you're going to stop doing these things in 2024, so that you can stop setting the same, I need to get in shape and lose this stomach resolution every single year, because I hear that so many freaking times already, and I hear that from every single not every single person of course but most people who want to work with me or most people who kind of gripe about like their fitness level or their shape of their health or the thing that they want to work on right um i actually had a reddit meetup recently and it was uh self-improvement based so everyone that was there which is kind of talking about like self-improvements you know things that they want to work on for 2024 we all kind of went and share went around and shared um, obviously a lot of us were like, I want to work on like my health and fitness, which is awesome to see. Um, and then of course, like a lot of it is just a lot of people just, I think it's a very common problem. I mean, I know, I know it is a common problem that people generally just want to get rid of their stomach and, you know, evidently all of us want to do that, even myself. And it, obviously it's like one of the most common things. It's also one of the most difficult things because of the fact that our stomach is where we house our internal organs. So, of course, our body's going to naturally store more fat there than other body parts because it's essential for uh, overall function and overall health. So, yeah. But anyways, that's self aside. I don't want to get into that too much. But basically, I promise me you're going to stop doing these things. Um, and it was a list of four things. Uh, and then it ended, ended with a meme. And basically, this is not just like a really... This is not just like a rehash of that post. This is going to be diving into each of these points a little bit more um because instagram you can you kind of have to like take you know small bites of everything because you just can't go into a lot of nuance like even if i really wanted to go ham on a subject it's like i'm only maxed out to 10 slides i'm only maxed out to a certain character limit um what else you know uh, and honestly like most people when they're on instagram they're not like there to to read a bunch of shit or they're not there to like watch like an hour long deep dive into something right everyone just wants like quick quick like give me the point go get to the point and a lot of it like people just don't care for education so that's why on over instagram i try to be a bit more like not to say that i'm being fake but i i sort of like dial up the the bluntness i dial up my humor i dial up my personality a little bit just because like on on social media in general you just have you just, just kind of have to do that but you can say like me speaking now like i'll drop quips and i'll drop stupid jokes here and there but for the most part i'm like speaking in like a calm manner i'm like speaking in a very professional manner and also i mean the the occasional f-bomb and all that but you know i'm not like over the top when i'm talking about these subjects right so um yeah, that's kind of the purpose of this episode. And then, as always, we do a weekly recap of my past week here before we dive in. So, let's see. What has happened this past week? Oh, yeah, it was New Year's. So, yeah, New Year's pretty fun. Uh, went to a meetup that I found on Reddit, and then we bar hopped. And so, the first stop was a bar near Grand Central. It was called Stout. And then, afterwards, we went to the West Village. So, we all took the train down there uh super quick and then got off 
and then we just like went to this other bar called Gateway Hooker. There were no hookers, sadly. Uh, actually, just kidding. I'm not into that whole thing, but uh, that, that was like an ongoing joke because there was hooker in the name. So all of us were like, "Wait, what? We're gonna go get hookers for New Year's Eve?" So yeah, that was that was just, just a stupid joke. But we went there. Uh, it was freaking packed. Like we barely had any room to like move and dance and all that. So yeah, it was it was like both fun and also not fun because it was so packed. But I mean, it's not nearly anything like close to the Times Square. I mean, we didn't even go anywhere near there. I think we just stopped off at like the the train station. No, there were a lot of people, but I mean, it was it was nothing compared to like Times Square proper, where they like do the ball drop and everything. And we wanted to avoid that at all costs because it just gets crazy. Uh, kind of like I said in, in the previous episode, like people literally go there and get like corralled like cattle, and you know when you're trapped in in those gates and everything, it's like you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't even go to the bathroom. So people will literally show up in diapers just because they they have to like show up so freaking early like 12 hours early and then they just basically camp there until midnight so that none of that just sounds fun to me like none of that sounds fun nor worth it so decide not to do that um and then the bar hopping thing was pretty fun um so yeah galway hooker and then there yeah a ton of people um west village also like a ton of young people there so that was pretty cool the vibe was good uh, a lot of good music and then we all just waiting for the countdown and it was on t the tv and it was just like a bunch of people in the bar um you know with their champagne shots uh for for midnight and then everyone just like cheering and counting down from 10 that was that was a pretty cool experience so yeah i did that and then we went to like one more bar in the area and then that was it we pretty much called it a night i got home i think at like 2 or 3 a.m and i was freaking tired let me tell you so um yeah, so that was pretty much it for New Year's, and then, and then from then until today, I just did a lot more touring, and then also um, some unfortunate news. My my new potential roommate that I found decided to flake on renting a place with me, so that kind of like took that kind of like hit me out. Of, I mean, it didn't hit me out of nowhere. I want to say I had a feeling it was coming. But it just still sucks nonetheless because now I need to like kind of restart the whole process because now I need to go look for studios, look go look for bedrooms, and then make sure it's like cause, and then the rental requirement in New York City is freaking crazy with like you gotta pretty much like dig out dig up like every single thing about you you know your income your credit history your your rental history your bank statements and it's like you gotta like pretty much like take out every single thing so that they can know every single thing about like how much money you make and. Yeah, which I mean, which is fair because the market is it is what it is. But like, it's also like freaking stupid, and I and I absolutely hate doing it. But um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I've been up to this past week. I'm uh, just kind of like getting over that hump and just kind of like resetting, recalibrating myself. Like, okay, what's what do I do now? Right? What are the next steps? Rather than just like getting down on myself and just like being myself up, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, just kind of slowly yanking my my mental health out from the gutter. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we're not we're not smooth sailing. I mean, we're starting to get back in the swing of things. Um, next week, Monday, actually, I start my full time job that I found. Uh, I mean, it's temporary. It's not something that I really want to do, but it's it's nice to just have something that will like basically show that hey i'm making this like x amount of money and i mean all all it is is like it looks good for the rental requirements because i know that they don't like they don't like it when you're self-employed 
like you just need like a letter from your CPA and like you need to have all like all these documents in line when you're self-employed just because it, it adds that extra layer of like verification versus like a standard W-2 form, um, W-2 tax form if you aren't familiar with the United States tax system. But um, yeah, so yeah, there, there's that. Um, and then yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be freaking early. It's gonna be like six a.m. to but the nice thing is that we end at like two through two thirty three p.m. Um, so yeah, it's basically just like I'm kind of like a job site inspector of sorts. I basically watch people and I look at their movement and then I'm like I give feedback. I check in on them x amount of times a day and it's like that that's pretty much it. Um, make a decent amount of money from, from doing that. But I mean, obviously that's not something that I want to do. I feel like my time could be better spent towards creating content, towards training clients, towards like doing the thing that I actually want to build a career out of. Uh, but yeah, this, I mean, I don't, I don't mind doing this thing at all. It's just a nice like temporary thing to kind of pay the bills or pay the more bills in, in New York City. And also, um, just like have just like cover my ass like rental wise so yeah there's that and then that's what i'm gonna be up to the this following week so probably won't be as active on social media um also need to recalibrate my freaking body to wake up at like 4 a.m because between that i need to wake up early have time enough to cook breakfast and then to eat breakfast and then do dishes and then be on my way. And I think the commute from the Airbnb, at least the, the nice thing is that it's not too far from my Airbnb. I think it's like probably like 20, 30 minutes by bus. So yeah, that's not bad at all. But, and also it's, I, I'm kind of in like a conflicted position where like I could stay here or get a place nearby here and make the commute to, to work super easily. But I'm not a huge fan of this area. I, I'd rather be in Manhattan just because that's where, the, like, the energy is, that's where, like, everything, all, like, the cool stuff is, I can, like, literally, I mean, I mean, things, things are pretty close here, too, but also, like, people are more, I, I don't know what to, I don't know, I don't know how, what the best way to, to say it is, people are more, like, keep to themselves kind of thing, like, everyone just does their own thing, whereas I think, I feel like Manhattan people are just, like, a little bit more lively, and, like, they're a little bit more interactive, so that's mainly why I want to move out there, um, but yeah, but also, it's like if I move out to Manhattan, it's like one I gotta pay more for a place, and then also I'm gonna get less for what I'm paying, and then I need to commute farther for my work. So, kind of in, in this weird position, I, I I think at the very least I just want to secure a place. Um, that way, like I can do that and I can quit because I make enough from personal training that I can just cover rent and expenses and all that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just kind of my game plan for the next month or so. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it as far as an update on my end. Uh, but yeah, can't wait to hop into the new year and see what else it holds because it's been pretty pretty shitty so far on my end. Um, hope it's going better for you. But yeah, that's pretty much it for my recap. Let's go ahead and dive into the main topic of this episode. So okay, promising you're gonna stop doing these things in 2024. So that you can stop setting the same. I need to get in shape. I need to get, lose the stomach. I need to lose fat. I need to lose weight. Uh, I need to get. I, I need to finally build some muscles and like take care of my body. And enough is enough this year. And then you say this every year, and then it never happens. So, 
here are the things you need to stop doing so that you can stop telling yourself the same story every single freaking year, keep making the same excuses, keep letting the same obstacles, and keep letting the same roadblocks get in your way. So number one, having a plan or not having a plan. Don't not have a plan. So have a plan. So don't don't not have a plan. And the, the Instagram thing I, I had here is that you wouldn't show up in your kitchen, throw a bunch of stuff together and hope it becomes a cake. You wouldn't drive around aimlessly hoping your car will take you to the right place. You wouldn't build your IKEA furniture without the manual. Stop working out without without a plan. And this is by far, I'd say, the number one problem that I help a lot of my clients solve is just like simply giving them a plan so that by the time they show up to the gym, they're like, okay, I need to do exactly this. I need to do exactly how many reps. I need to do exactly how many sets. This is how I do it. These are all the form cues that I need to follow because I have an extensive exercise uh, video library with, with performance cues and everything. So from there, it's like, they know what they need to be doing. They know how to do the exercise so that they can feel the right muscles working. And then they know exactly how many sets, how many reps to do, how hard they should be doing each set. So I pretty much have all that laid out for you. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of that just like kind of takes away the anxiety. I've, and this is just speaking for myself who used to do like a bunch of random programs and used to follow a bunch of random programs. And I sort of got, in, got to that mentality of like, you know, I think people get addicted to novelty. They're like, oh, this is new, this is fun and all that. And then you realize that like, the longer you follow it, you're not really getting the results that you want. And so you try to hop in this next thing, you hop in this next thing. And like sooner or later, you you almost like crave, like I, it's like I don't really care about the, the stimulus. It's almost like a drug, right? It's like you just keep getting that extra high. But then the sooner or later, you just sort of realize that like you don't really care for the high anymore. And like you just want like deep down to actually feel better and to actually get the result that you wanted. Not this like temporary high, not this just like cover up temporary high. So that's kind of the best analogy I could come up with off on, on the cuff. So um, there's that analogy. And yeah, what was I saying? So yeah, yeah, this is like the number one problem that I probably help my clients solve is just having a plan. Um, and it just, yeah, like I said, it takes away so much of the anxiety and also for whatever it's worth to, um, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can just get a program online, right? And sure, you can, but also the number of times where uh, I was, I was speaking to a client, they're like, yeah, I tried all these online programs. Like one, it's like, they're not built for me, obviously. And two, it's like, you always have follow-up questions. It's never just like, you just need a program. You're, you're, I know for a fact that I could make the most customized freaking program for you and then by the time you get it, you're going to have like a million and one questions. You're going to be like, what about this? Well, what about like this, like my shoulders bothering me and I can't do this anymore. Or like, what about, you know, um, like, you know, I'm going to trip this, this weekend and I can't like fit in this workout. How do I adjust things so that I don't lose progress and I stay on track and everything? Like, what about this? What about this? What about that? It's all in. And, and I think that's the most important part. And that is exactly what coaching is. Coaching is not just telling you what to do and doing sets and reps and, and all that. And me just handing you a program and fucking off and be like, okay, good luck. It's me like actually in there in the trenches with you, like sort of guiding you through the workouts. And if you have any questions, like I explain every single little bit of detail and I can calibrate every single little thing to readjust it to your specific situation and your circumstances that at that specific point in time, because Maybe you have a season where you're just super busy and you can't 
be 100% consistent with your workouts and we can take it on a day. Whereas with other seasons where you might not be as busy and then you can actually work out more and be a little bit more consistent. So it just depends on the person and on their season, on their like ability to follow a program. So I'll just kind of leave it at that for number one, not having a plan. And then number two, but don't make the opposite mistake. The opposite mistake is always looking for the perfect plan. So instead of not, you go in a gym, you don't have a plan, or you try to this diet thing out and you don't have a plan, you're just like, I'm going to do keto, or I'm going to try this whatever bullshit diet this year. The other one is you, instead of just like wandering in willy-nilly, you take it to the other extreme and you be way too freaking anal about it. And you're just like analyzing every single little thing and you you follow these you know these, these hypertrophy experts online especially the, like these workout experts online now everyone just like picking apart every single little thing of your form you know you don't want to do an extra rep or you don't want to do well, like one extra set it's like that's going to cause a lot of fatigue or you want to make sure your arm is at like the perfect freaking like 33.6 degree angle in order to bias the upper dorsal fibers of like the latissimus dorsal whatever some bullshit like that right um and i feel like people have taken things like to the extreme it's just way too far into the extreme i like i do believe that there is a time and place to optimize certain things but also at the same time you don't have to optimize like to the max in order to see results like you i i would even argue that like you might not even get more results from optimizing more like, because at the end of the day, it's like, what is truly optimal for a person, right? The most optimal thing you can do is, you know, you check all the boxes of like, are you getting stronger over time? Are you getting less injured? Or are you just staying healthy and you're not getting injured? And then the third thing is, are you able to stick, stay consistent and stick with this thing? Because I will always say like, I will like make sure that someone they might not be doing the optimal number of sets for, for muscle growth or for strength, right? They might not be working out three to four times a week and hitting all their workouts with like the perfect amount of volume and everything. But if I give them a two-week program that just hits all their basic stuff, it doesn't worry about biasing any shit. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't have like every single perfect exercise that you want for every single muscle group. Because you're only working out twice a week and you can't be in the gym for fucking three hours, which isn't even optimal. Like that, that just makes no sense. So for this person, I'd rather have them, and I have had clients who worked out twice a week only, and they made phenomenal progress because it fits with their schedule. They're able to show up day in and day out, and they're able to get these workouts done, and they're able to push themselves hard, and they check the boxes of like getting their nutrition, they gain enough protein, and all that. And so it's like, why wouldn't they see results, right? But if we talk, I mean, obviously, if we talk about the same client who's maybe 10 years down the line and they want to be like competing or something or they really want to push the envelope and really want to build that last like five pounds of muscle, like obviously we're going to have to optimize some things. But most people aren't even at that point. Even myself, I wouldn't consider myself at that point. I mean, I've been training for a long time, but I feel like I still have a lot of things to like, I, I still like, you know, every other week, I'm like able to still add five, 10 pounds, just because I've reduced my volume, I focus on form, I do all these things, like, I'm still able to get a pretty significant amount of gains, like, I wouldn't even consider myself advanced. 
So the fact that most people who literally have less than five years of like solid, consistent training under their belt, and they're worrying about all this optimization shit, it just doesn't make any sense, and it you, it's quite frankly not needed. So, yeah. Anyways, finishing off the tweet post, people are always looking for the perfect plan. Social media is a shit show nowadays. You have influencers on steroids and BBLs and photoshopping their pictures, giving you conflicting advice. And my best piece of advice, keep it simple. Simple is good. Simple equals consistency. So, um, quite a loaded sentence there. <laughs> so, so. Okay, first off, yeah, like honestly, most of the people you know, like whether or not they're transparent with you about it, say, I wouldn't say the majority of them, but I would say a solid percentage of them are either on the special sauce, they're on steroids or some sort of performance enhancing drugs. They have had some sort of sur enhancement surgery, you know, like Brazilian butt lifts or boob jobs, which I mean, that, that doesn't make that doesn't play a huge role in the bodybuilding and strength and muscle, but it, I mean, it certainly helps someone engagement and marketing, right? Um, what else? Sometimes people have specific surgeries, you know, to change the way that certain parts of their body looks, not just BBLs and not just boob jobs, but like there are other things like, uh, I'm trying to think of what else people do. I mean, people, some people do like ab implants and stuff to make their abs look better um some people will do stuff to like enhance their muscles and all that and then just like at the end of the day it's like a lot of that is like just for pure marketing right it's for like their ego just to make themselves feel like they look better and then of course the last one is people just photo straight up photoshopping their pictures and the, the crazy thing is that because of ai this has gotten so so much better and it has gotten better without people needing to like actually manually go in and like Photoshop things. Like you can have an AI be like, you know, automatically snatch my waist and automatically make my butt look bigger. And it's going to do that and it's going to make it look natural. And you don't have to like clear out the backgrounds or anything. You it'll just, it'll just enhance the entire picture for you and it'll make it look very natural and look like as if that was the actual picture you took. So yeah. Anyways, and then you have these people like they're giving conflicting advice like one person saying this is the best exercise ever and this other same person who looks just as good and like no don't do this exercise ever this is dangerous for you or do this diet or this is how I this is what I eat in a day to get this physique or this is how I work this like this is a day in life this is my workout to to snatch waist and grow my hourglass figure I fucking hate those videos by the way uh anyways I don't want to get too pissed about that but I just, I just hate that people who intentionally did not earn those results and then they're lying to you and trying to sell you something because they either have good genetics or they got like you know body enhancements or body modifications and yeah I, I just hate that because they're selling you a lie because they haven't even put in the work themselves they don't know how to get you results they just know how to maybe get them results but also they probably didn't even get those results because if they spent money and did all this other shit to get the results for them, then they're not really selling you on anything. They're selling you on a lie. So there's that for number two. Number three is, whoops, clicked on the wrong post. Number three, steal my one, two, three habit challenge. So candidly, I just literally just made this up. <laughs> I literally made it up on the spot. I don't have any research to back this up. Um, 
I just wanted something catchy. I just want like one, two, three, um, something that I feel like a lot of my clients struggle with. There's some, and also like people I talk to struggle with. And most people I found really struggle with setting habits because their weekdays and weekends are very different structure wise. So as soon as the weekend rolls around, you know, all goes to hell. They have a bunch of shit. They have a shit ton of calories. They don't work out. They're not active at all. So I thought, like, how do we use this as, like, how do we incorporate some semblance of balance, but also give people some sort of structure where, like, okay, the weekends is not a free-for-all. It's like, yes, I'm not working. Yes, I should have less structure. Yes, I should enjoy myself. But also, it's like, we need some sort of restraint because, obviously, eating your ass off is, okay, that, that was a weird analogy, but um, eating your face off. Eating your face off—that's a better nap. Eating your face face off is not the solution, and clearly it has been working, right? So, you need to find a solution for that. So, came up with one, two, three. One, two, three, just easy to remember. So, one is your daily non-negotiable. One daily non-negotiable. One thing you can do every day, no matter what. So, no matter if it's the weekend, no matter if it's the weekday, no matter if you know um, nothing get more here. No matter if you're like your dog died or your grandma died or your or you freaking like vomited or whatever no matter if like you um end up getting shot <laughs> this is the one daily non-negotiable that you need to do if you want to achieve a certain health outcome now obviously disclaimer here i have never made my clients go and do their daily non-negotiable if they like lost a family member they lost a pet or they were in some in some sort of like life and health danger. Okay, just want to make that clear before someone takes this too seriously. But that that's basically that. And then, but but you get the point, right? Basically, this is a daily non-negotiable that you're not gonna easily drop. And no matter what excuses you have, you're gonna be able to finish this daily non-negotiable. So, for example, this could be like taking a walk for like 15 minutes. You know, no matter what happens, even if it's like. 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at night, and you're about to go to bed, and you're like, oh, fuck, I haven't gone on a walk today. Even if you, like, didn't do any of your workouts or anything, and your diet was complete shit, go on that 15-minute walk if you made that your daily non-negotiable. So this has to be something that you that's easy enough that you can do every single day, but hard enough that it requires a little bit of effort. So that's your one, that's your daily non-negotiable. Two is your weekend habits. And the reason why I chose two for this is because two is less than three. And I find that pe people have a harder time with weekends. So I want to give them fewer things so that they, they don't have to focus on as many things. So two weekend habits, two things you're gonna, you can do every weekend. And this is when you have less structure, obviously. So fewer things. Um, but then, for example, this could be like making sure that you have your meals prepped. Or making sure... That's sorry, I got a text, but uh, making sure you have your meals prepped or making sure that you hit like one workout Saturday morning, right? So two things that you can do every single weekend, pretty straight, straightforward, self-explanatory. Number three, weekday habits. So three weekday habits because generally most people are down on the weekdays. You know, they have structure, they have, they have work. They do this, they plan this out, they plan that out, they have, you know, they can send their kids to daycare or whatever, they can do all this on the weekdays. Um, and generally, like, 
the the workforce and everyone is like up and going on the weekdays things tend to move faster on the weekdays so this is why i feel like most people can fit more on the weekdays even though that despite this they might be busier um people just have a general um instinct to like do more things when they're busier because you have less time so you want to value that time and you want to be more on top of things so three weekday habits so three things you can do every weekday so for example um you can be like i'm gonna work out every monday wednesday friday or i'm gonna make sure i do cardio on you know tuesday thursday friday or some something like that or weekday i'm gonna make sure that you know three out of three days and this doesn't have to be like three like working out three days or choosing three days i'm just using three for for an example because it kind of works out nice because it's every other day throughout the week but you'd be like three days for lunch i'm gonna choose i'm gonna opt for something healthier right so that's that's the one two three habit challenge hope that makes sense if you have any questions feel free to dm me on instagram or shoot me an email um but yeah that's number three and then point number four get help and the Instagram, the or the tweet goes, get help. I get it. It's easy to do things yourself because you know yourself best. But it's also hard because you don't listen to yourself. If you say, I know what to do, but also nothing I do seems to work, then you need a reality check. Solution should be DM. So, I mean, a little bit of a pitch to, to talk about coaching and all that. But um, get help. Like, Honestly, like if you've been struggling for a long ass freaking time, like why have you not seeked help yet? Like, could it be that you know you seeked help in the past and you didn't get the right help that you're looking for? Then, you know, let's let's I mean let's let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, I'm not gonna like none of my calls are super high pressure salesy. It's like you literally sign up if you want to. Um, yeah, I just don't do the, like the high pressure stuff. I'm like, I'm literally just like get to know you. You probably know me already because you're following my content for a while. So, yeah, it's like super non salesy, non pressury. So, um, yeah, get help. Like, you, I feel like with especially with like training and coaching, it's one of those things where like you can't you can't just I mean like with any product and service, right? You can't just have one bad experience with one person or one product and you can't just be like i'm just gonna write this experience off and i'm never gonna pursue this again right it's like you know you go and buy like a pan from walmart you have one shady experience it like snaps in half when you put it on the stove or something like that something stupid something crazy right it snaps in half like three days of using you don't go well i had a bad bad experience with this pan i'm never gonna cook with pans again like that just doesn't make any freaking sense right no you're gonna go to the store you might go to the same store you might go to a different store and you might pick up a different brand pan or you might pick up the same pan and be like oh maybe it was just a fluke right and you're gonna go and get that pan and you're gonna try because you need you need a freaking pan at home right you need to use a pan same thing with you right you need to improve your health and fitness you need to get into better shape you need to take care of your body you you need to do this for your confidence you need to do this for your health you need to do this for your overall like physical and mental health, right? Um, of just like simply looking better, feeling stronger, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you you just need to do this. It's not an excuse for you to just like write things off because you just had one bad experience. Um, what else did I want to say about this? I feel like I had something else and I just kind of went on a tangent. Um, I mean, pretty common theme here, but 
Um, what else did I want to say? So, yeah, having one bad experience. Oh, yeah, why, why aren't you getting the help that you need? So, maybe because you had a bad experience. Maybe you don't know what coaching entails, right? Maybe you're like, what the hell do we even do? And especially, like, you're, if you're familiar with, like, personal training, you know that if you work with me in person, I'm going to take you through the workout. I'm going to take you through every single exercise, sets, reps, and all that. I'm cute. Coaching your form and all that can be hard online, right? So I'll kind of give a brief description of what happens online. So online, we hop on the call. Everything goes well. You're like, hey, let's freaking do this, Austin. Let's freaking crush 2024. So after that, I take your payment. I will share a spreadsheet with you. We're going to go through an assessment week. Basically, just the next seven days. I want to get an idea of what your current you know, activity levels, your current diet, so how have you track your food, track the calories, the protein, carbs, fats, and all that. Have you weighed yourself um, for those seven days? Have you tracked your steps? Have you seen how much, how much are you working out lifting-wise? How much are you working out cardio-wise? And then from there, after the seven days, I'm going to give you targets to hit. Now, like I said, not like I said, but going back to the tracking portion, this varies person to person. That is like if I want you to track every single little thing. Some people, I'll be like, okay, just write down your, like, we don't track calories. We, I just say, write down your food, and then, you know, the next, and then, yeah, yeah that, that's for the seven days. Some people are just going to be like, okay, track your steps and your food. And then from there, we assess, okay, what, what do we need to work on, right? So after the seven days are up, I kind of take a look at everything. I'm like, okay, so-and-so. This is kind of where your starting point is at. This is where I want to take you, say, four weeks down the road. So we're going to get there slowly. Or you might be the person who's like, I, I can do it. I can make changes super quickly. So I'm like, okay, next week, let's try to double your protein on this meal. Or let's try to do like a second walk so you double your steps. And it's just making those like small tweaks and small changes every single week. Um, depending on where your starting point is at, depending on where... I want you to be at or where I feel like you have the potential to be at so that's kind of how like coaching works it's not just me um, and also like you know obviously go get I give you that workout plan as well you follow it, it as videos and everything as how many sets reps how intense you should be doing it you send me form videos as well like check I'm like okay good job you're doing this right or no we could tweak you know maybe bring your hips back a little bit or do this or do that um, in terms of the lifting form um, but yeah, it's pretty comprehensive. And then of course, between all, like all the tracking and all of that, we also check in via video once a week. I just have you film yourself and you kind of talk about what has happened your previous week, training, nutrition, life, sleep wise, and, and all that. And then also we have a lot of banter and joking around as well. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then we just pretty much continue and pick up every single week. Um, yeah, until until you get into the best shape of your freaking life. So yeah, that's pretty much that. So yeah, it's it's pretty comprehensive. Like people think of like, oh, I'm just gonna like hop on a Zoom session and just tell you what to do. No, it's like, I okay. First off, I think that's boring as fuck because we can dive into so many things rather than just wasting an hour of both of our times and just me getting you all freaking sweaty from working out and like after the session you just get nothing. So I I feel like this is a lot more comprehensive. And helps you and helps you get a lot more value out of coaching. Um, oh yeah, and also we keep in touch via WhatsApp, so we can text each other. So yeah, that's pretty much that. So 
that's how the whole coaching process works. Um, maybe, okay, what else? Maybe, yeah, maybe because you had a bad experience, maybe you haven't tried it before. Um, what else? Oh, cost money. That, of course, that, that's, of course, coaching costs money. So I will say, yeah, it does cost money. I think online coaching on average, it's nowadays, I think it's like anywhere between two to $500. Although I've heard some coaches charge way more than that, which at that point, I'm like, you're not providing that much, like that much service that justifies charging someone over $500 a month, especially if you're doing it remote. Like in person, I get that. It's like an hourly thing. You're paying for someone's time. If, they, if they're in high demand, obviously they can charge more. But I feel like with the online thing, because you can scale and manage so many more people, like I could, I could like, th like theoretically, if I like trained a lot of people in person, I'd probably cap out at like 30 to 40 hours a week because it's 30 to 40 hours of me like standing there and like, coaching people, chatting with them, keeping them engaged throughout the session. Um, uh, and then, and then of course it's like all the downtime. I got to program client. I got to write client programs. I got to like do, you know, bookkeeping stuff. I got to do all this extra like admin and side work for, for training. So theoretically I can only do like 30 to 40 hours. Whereas with online, it's like, okay, I can, it takes me a good amount of time to like write the programs, but also I don't have to show up for a, like one hour for however many sessions for like per client. Like I could write their programs. I can just kind of like send them out. Now, of course they have access to me, but no client is messaging me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? People will probably have, you know, a few questions max a week like stuff that they feel like they need the most amount of help on. Um, I have clients who have obviously had more touch points. I have clients who like literally ghost me for a few weeks. Um, and this is all just due to personality type, right? So um, yeah, it just depends on the person regarding how many touch points you want with me. But we always have that one weekly check-in where we really dive deep and really go deep into stuff. So that there's that. And then yeah, of course. And of course, with the cost with like online, I can charge significantly less. Um, now, I do not disclose my prices publicly just because I don't want people, people like price shopping. I want you to be like, hey, Austin, I really want to work with you because I really want to work with you, not because of a specific price. Or, you know, you might be like, oh, that's way too expensive. Meanwhile, you go and freaking spend that much money on like a freaking like going out for a weekend every single month or going on a meal every single month, right? So I, I want to like truly see the value in coaching. And then of course, you know, by the time we hop on the call and we like really get to know each other, it's like you you already know that like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because I I like Austin and I wanna work with him. So that's mainly why I don't disclose prices. And I hope you can understand that. I hope you can empathize with that as a business owner. So um yeah, there's that. But also I also wanna reframe it as like and this is something I personally had to kind of work through as well. It's like reframing as like an investment rather than I'm just like spending money and it's going away. But it's like, no, you're spending that money. And, and I feel like I went, yeah, I did go over this over in Instagram post. I don't know if you've seen it. But anyways, before I talk about that, it's like an investment of like I'm paying this money so that I can get the accountability I need. I can actually get myself to follow through and put in the work because if you save that money, 
you're just gonna be in the same position every single year and you're gonna use that money to do other stuff and next thing you know you know 10 years later yeah you sure you have all this extra money or you might not even have extra money you might have used that money to blow it on other stupid shit and you're still in the same bad shape where you might have gotten worse shape because aging is not kind whereas if you took that money and invested into your own health you might be in a much better position 10 years down the line you might be in healthier and better shape so that one you can spend your money better because you can actually do active things you can enjoy life in until fuller extent you're also going to be much healthier so you might actually live longer so you have more years and not just random years you have quality years at that to to spend life and also i mean it, it's it's been show i i don't need science to show this like it's you can literally be like a healthier person and you're gonna be i may be much more productive i'm gonna be much more energetic that means i can work more that means i can have more confidence in myself to go out and meet people and that might lead lead to better friendships you know better relationships business wise and that might lead to a lot of other better things you know better like romantic relationship as well so i think it, it goes way beyond like people just don't think about the long term people just think about what do i spend on right now for that instant gratification so that's kind of what i'll, I'll leave you off with and then oh yeah also the other thing so the other post I did was me talking about money. Oh yeah, so I read Die with Zero. It was a great book. Um, got, it really reframed my thinking about around money. It's like at the end of the day, it's like, what are we really saving all this money for, right? And I I think that that truly the purpose of money is is a means to an end. Like we don't, or I mean, at least I think most people don't, including myself, that we don't save money because you know on our deathbed we want to be like yes i have this many numbers in my bank account no it's like no we save money because we're like hey i want to go on that vacation i want to travel the world i want these experiences or i want a better life for my kid or i want to buy this car to you know just to flex on people and to like i don't know i don't know why people buy freaking fancy cars but i'm not making some shit up or i want to buy this nice jacket so i look good in it or i want to buy whatever right um because of this this reason so i think truly we, we want money because it gives us something else in return that in turn makes us feel better whether whether that be clothing or food or personal training or cars or whatever right it at the end of the day like i think most people they want to use that to better themselves even if if you think you're like i'm spending on my kid like i truly think that like you're spending your kid because you want to be a good parent and that makes you feel better about yourself so i mean humans were, were pretty selfish by nature but um yeah that's pretty it's pretty much that and then yeah it's a means to an end and i never realized it until like earlier this year when i truly started spending a lot of my money i like before i would just hoard and hoard and like i just watch it grow up and like i'd be like obsessed with saving every single penny saving every single cent but this past year, I'd spent so freaking much. Like I, I would actually shit myself if I like. I I don't do any budgeting and all that. I'm always just been like, I need to save, 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 and then you know my bank account just increases, and that's how I know I'm like saving. But this past year, 
I mean, bank account has still slowly increased, but it definitely has slowed down a lot because of the amount that I was spending. But also, if I look back at this past year, I'm like, holy shit, this is a good year. I've had a lot of experiences. I'm probably going to remember these experiences and take with me to the grave, which you know I don't regret doing. Um, I mean, it's allowed me to form a lot of more f friendships and relationships with people. It has allowed me to, like I said, gain more life experience. And I just feel good. Like every time I look back at this year, I'm like, man, this has been a freaking great year. And whereas look at previous years where I'm just like so obsessed with like hoarding and saving. It's like, what did I even do that past year, right? It's like all I did was work, go home, sleep, do random sh free, like free shit. And like that doesn't give me like any meaning. That doesn't give me any cool stories to tell people. That doesn't like make me think back and like oh man that was a good time and like relive my memories kind of thing so that's that's what i think it is um and like from the aspect of training you can like really look back and like especially if you get along with your trainer it's like you can look back at those those experiences or you know as a result like now you are much better off you can go and finally do that thing that you've always wanted but your health is always like a limiter or restriction to it so anyways i don't want to paint the story for you but Basically, that was my, that was it. That was kind of my little spiel. But yeah, that covers, that pretty much covers my post. Um, and hopefully, after having listened to all of this, if you didn't get the message, apply for coaching if you need help. Um, and yeah, just shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, and I'll be waiting on the other side. But yeah, that is pretty much it. Happy New Year. Hope this episode has helped you at least a little bit gain like at least like some insight or some education on something. Um, but yeah, I really hope this episode has helped. If you need anything, reach out to me on Instagram or email me. Um, but yeah, Happy New Year. Let's crush 2024. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend ahead. Take care and we'll chat soon.